I've been seeing your little friends around lately. In the bakery? No. Or just well, not those. Oh. No. The bumblebees? Your favorite insect. No. The ants? Not that one either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I originally thought you were talking about. In my home. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They've been here and there in mine, and I've been very good at keeping them away. What do you do? What do you use? Um, those, like, little raid white traps. Okay. Little plastic white ones. Um, those are the most successful that we've found. Okay. Stick them wherever you see them kind of coming in at or where they seem to be, like... We stick them, like, in their path or wherever we feel like they're coming in or out of. And then if we don't know where they're coming in at, we find, like, an area that they're walking along that's, like, kind of out of our way. And then we kind of just tuck it back there. Like, the other day there was something on the bottom of one of our shoes, so they were, like, all over our shoes. And so Josh cleaned them up, and then he stuffed the trap, like, under our shoe thing and, like, by the door... That goes into the garage and stuff. Now we have some on the outside of our garage to try to keep them out of the garage since the puppies are out there with food. So, Right. Okay. But yeah, mostly <laughs> those little raid traps that are like the little plasticky square ones. Okay. Yeah. I figured you would be the right person to ask about how do I get rid of these? Yes. They also, I once in a while spray my counters and surfaces down with vinegar because they don't like vinegar. Mm-hmm. That's so. what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And Nolan thinks I'm being a little excessive. No, they like, don't well. like vinegar. And it cleans well, so. Right. Right. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah. My pleasure. Tune in next time to hear about our little friend adventures. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Welcome animal fact lovers, fans, peoples, animals. (laughs) Uh, i'm jayla (laughs) and i'm nicole (laughs) and we're gonna learn about some cool animal today yay i'm excited yes uh this week i did all the research and so nicole just gets to sit back and learn about this animal yes are you ready i am ready are you ready for a personal question first I am ready. My personal question this week is, what is your favorite dessert? Oh, man. And why? <laughs> it doesn't have to have oh. a specific why, but I feel like the why is usually because it's delicious. <laughs> that is a great answer. Mm-hmm. Um, My favorite dessert. If I chose candy, would I have to pick a specific candy, or could I just 
say candy. Maybe like a type of candy, like fruity mm. candies, taffy candies, chocolate candies, truffle candies, skittly, huh. okay. sour candies. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Skittles, there's a lot of types of Skittles. I feel like it's, they're their they own are. category. <laughs> M&M's. They definitely are. If you want to be specific, uh-huh. you can. Or you can be like, I like this kind of candy the most. <laughs> if I could eat this for dessert every day, I would be happy. Oh, man. Or just, what dessert do you wish you could have more often? Because you like it so much. Also, I apologize now if people can hear my baby crying in the background. <laughs> I can definitely hear your baby. <laughs> he, so. uh, he is getting real messy when he eats and he keeps getting food mm. in his hair. So we, like, mm. he hates the cleanup after after eating. I see. So he's got some, it's not fun. some stuff in his hair and just in general. He's just messy. So cleanup. Is much more of a chore. It's not easily wiped off now. It's like scrubbed off. <laughs> oh. And brushed out. <laughs> oh. He does it to himself. <laughs> He's the one that's like, I'll mess- mash this banana all over my face. And now it'll crust the muffins in my nose. So Gross. Yeah. He gets like food up his nose that we have to like get out. It's gross. <laughs> and under his like chin, his neck. His neck folds. Yeah. That's where the most food can stuck. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, Anyways. It's mess. Gotta learn how to clean up sometime. <laughs> One day you will. Start him young. He understands cleanup now. <laughs> he doesn't love it, though. Favorite um, dessert. <laughs> my favorite dessert. I want to say ice cream. Mm-hmm. As much as I love candy, I don't know if I could eat candy every day. <laughs> I feel like um, you already do eat candy every day. Uh, I mean, close. <laughs> close. But I feel like that's that's not like... I don't know. Maybe it's because ice cream is more of like a treat for me. Yeah. So then I think of it as like a higher level than just candy. Yeah. Um. And it's, like, something that I can't eat every day. Otherwise, I will literally just be in the bathroom That lactose intolerance. Yeah. So, but if I could eat it every day, I probably would. Ice cream is good. Do you have a specific flavor you like? Or do you just My all ice cream? My favorite flavor. No. Well, so I really like custard more than ice cream. But custard is a lot harder to find when you're not in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um. But ice cream and custard, I love vanilla, which is very boring and no. plain. But you can add things to it. You can. You can, like, put it on top of stuff. You can add it to pies and, like, Vanilla's it goes well great. with a lot of different things. There's you a make, reason it's like, so popular. Yeah. It has been ranked the number one favorite out of most Americans. It is True. the favorite. We did just celebrate... What was it? Vanilla? Vanilla ice cream cream day. day. There was ice cream day, and then like four days later, it was like vanilla ice cream day. They get it's like their own special day. (laughs) It is special. 
But there was a so. survey, and vanilla ice cream is the number one favorite across the board. Because it goes well with everything. It does. It's a good flavor. You can't top an apple pie or peach cobbler with a mint chocolate chip ice cream. No. Not even it's chocolate. Not the same. Nope. It's gotta be vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It's not plain. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. But it goes with everything. It's like chicken. Vanilla ice cream is the chicken of the sea. <laughs> what is it? The chicken of the freezer or something? The chicken of dessert. There we go. Vanilla ice cream is the chicken of dessert. It it's goes like with chicken. everything. <laughs> no. I don't think so. No. Chicken goes well with like so many things because it just absorbs flavor. <laughs> All right, Nicole. What's your answer? Not chicken. Would you eat chicken for dessert? No, I would die. It would be you if you ate ice cream every day. Just be in the bathroom. I wish I could eat chicken. Oh, man. My favorite dessert, I want to say, in this moment... I've been thinking about it today. I'm like, what is my answer? I like brownies. I like eclairs. Oh. I like donuts, which I think donuts can definitely be considered a dessert. Yes, it's just they a can. dessert breakfast sometimes. Anyways, you can also put them with ice cream. You can. Oh, there's this place in Texas that basically like grilled cheese sandwiches, two donuts with ice cream in the middle. It's like this ice cream sandwich, but they're donuts instead of cookies. They're so good. so good. It's so good. But and they like warm up the so donut before. It's so good. My sister took me there. We went to visit her. So yes. good. Nice. <laughs> but my favorite <laughs> my favorite dessert, if I think about it, of what I want more of more often is cheesecake. Ah, cheesecake is really good. It's kind of like ice cream. It goes with a lot of things. Yeah. You are, and cheesecake is one of those nice things where if it's too rich, you just have a smaller slice, mm-hmm. and then you'll have more for later. Mm-hmm. I I used to hate cheesecake. Me too. And then I was like, why did I hate this? This is so right? good. <laughs> I think I just had a bad cheesecake, honestly, and it ruined it, mm-hmm. all of them for me, and then I think I had a good one, and I was like, oh, and then I've learned how to make them, and I'm like, ha, 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 ha yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Once you learn how to make them, there's, like, no going back. (laughs) Nope. There really isn't. Cheesecake is good. I like cheesecake. Mm -hmm. But I do also love ice cream. I think I have ice cream more than I have cheesecake, so I think cheesecake is more of, like, that special dessert. So it's Mm -hmm. a little higher ranked. (sighs) Is there a specific flavor of cheesecake? No. No. I think my favorite way to eat cheesecake is just a plain and simple classic cheesecake that's mm-hmm. done really well. And then you get like a good fruit sauce with it, like a cherry compote or like raspberry something, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. a good fruit, fruit with it is good. And with mm-hmm. cream. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. With cream. But as far as like a chocolate peanut butter, salted caramel cheesecake, ah, it's whatever. You're like. They're Give good. Me all of them, please. Yeah, they're all good. <laughs> but if I'm going to regularly eat cheesecake, the first one that comes to mind is just classic, classic one. 
with some fruit on the side. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Also, pavlova. So we're both very... Pavlova is good. Pavlova is really good. Especially when you know how to make it. It's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> There's our desserts. Hopefully now you're all hungry. We, <laughs> yeah. It, we both chose very classic flavors, too. Because mm-hmm. there's a reason they're classic and good. Mm-hmm. There's a you reason. Can't go wrong. No. They're so good. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. You ready? Quiz me. Okay. What animal is probably the most common of its encountered, of its kind encountered by humans? A dog. Okay. No, it's not a dog. <laughs> That's a good guess, though. <laughs> what animal is one of the mis- most misunderstood an- of animals? A cat. <laughs> it's not a cat. <laughs> I feel like they're very misunderstood. <laughs> so, to elaborate on that one, it's thought to be poisonous. It's to- thought to jump two feet in the air. Um, to not cross a rope and it will only strike when it's in danger and it travels in pairs. Any more guesses? (laughs) Uh... I have one more hint. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's when you're afraid of this animal, it's called the fear of ophid. Ophidiophobia. O p h i d i o p h o b i a. Ophidio. Is it a mammal? No. Travels in pairs. It does not travel in pairs. So those are all like oh, it's misunderstandings of it. (gasps) Yeah, they're all false. They're all lies. Okay, it's misunderstood. Okay. It's yeah, very so gonna... commonly uh, encountered by humans, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the most common of its species encountered by humans. Of its species, <laughs> and the fear of this animal is ah, did you that? <laughs> I did. I had to look it up. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Drum roll. <laughs> it's a common garter snake. Oh. Oh, have that makes of so much sense. Yeah. I used to think they were called gardener snakes because so they they're... were in the garden all the time. There is a difference between a garden snake and a garter snake. Oh. Um, yeah. So oh. garden snakes are a thing. They're not gardener snakes. They don't, they're not the ones who tend to the garden, but they are found in gardens. Um, so garden, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to so talk about. I wasn't necessarily wrong <laughs> is what I'm no. hearing. Yeah. No. Um, so we're going to talk about garter snakes, which is T E R. And then there's garden snakes, which is D-E-N. Um, gotcha. So garden snakes is a general term 
used for any species that is commonly found in yards. Um, And this includes garter snakes, but it can also include copperhead and ribbon snakes, which are not the same as garter snakes. So So they're a type of garden snake. This poor little misleading snake. I know. Misunderstood. Yeah. Um, they are not poisonous and they do not cross or they can cross rope. So the it's theory so was like random. if you put a rope down, the snake's not gonna cross it, but that's not true. Um the other it's thing so is that random. it only strikes when it's coiled. That's not true either. You can strike at any point. And they don't travel in pairs, which I don't know why that was a thing. But. Maybe a lot of people just saw them mating all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which we'll talk about because it's definitely not just a pair of snakes all the time. Uh, ah, yes. A nice little mm-hmm. snaky mosh pit. Mm-hmm. What yep. is it? Uh, I almost said orgasm. That's not the right word. <laughs> That's not the right word. No. <laughs> what was... <laughs> Brain farted. <laughs> orgy. <laughs> a little snake orgy. <laughs> I couldn't help you. This was too good. I had to let you get there on your own. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yep. <yeah>, essentially. <laughs> um. Cool. We'll talk about those. You and those orgy animals. <laughs> I thought it was original. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on purpose. It's just things that I find out (laughs) later. Yeah, 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 it's fair. But this time it's like a legit orgy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not just like a block party like the cockapoo. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) So... Garter snakes Garter. are a specific species of snake in the genus Tamnophius um, that are commonly found in gardens. So that's really what they are. Um, their name comes from their resemblance to the design on garters once worn by men to hold up their socks. So that's mm. where their name comes from. Is that they're like the same, I don't know, size. Um nice yeah Uh, there's 35 different types of garter snakes depending on what website you were looking at um some of them said like 20 some of them said 15 um the highest one i saw was like 40 so the common one was 35 um and then within that there are 13 subspecies of common garter snakes each with its own unique color and pattern so that's kind of what separates them huh. um yeah and so what got me going on this is because i was looking up animals that were specific to oregon ah. um, and i knew i didn't really want to do something fuzzy like a so beaver I was like, <laughs> yeah so i was like well what what can i do um so i found out that there are four types of garter snakes in oregon Ooh. there's the common garter snake there's the western aquatic garter snake there's the western terrestrial garter snake, and then there's the northwestern garter snake. Hmm. So nice. And they are the most abundant snakes found in Oregon, and is the most widely distributed snake in North America. So this nice. is like the snake that you would find in the backyard. Okay. 
Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all four species in Oregon specifically do look very much alike, so it's kind of hard to tell them apart. Um, but they average 18 to 36 inches. They can grow as long as 52 inches from head to tail, which is two inches shorter than your average shoelace. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, which, that's still yeah. really long. It is really long. It's not like your shoelace after you've like tied it all into your shoe. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you take out your shoelace and yeah. you, like spread it out. Yeah. Dang. Um, mm-hmm. 52 so. inches, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still like over four feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah. five feet. Yeah. It's almost as tall of, as me. Yep. It's kind of scary. Taller than my baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they come in a wide range of colors and patterns, but they're usually the bluish gray or black, and then they have the yellow stripe. Um, and they have the yellow stripe on, or yellow green stripe running down their backbone, but they also have um, yellow stripes on their sides. Um, and then they also usually have red spots on their sides. So it's like the yellow stripe, they've got the like yellow racing stripes, and then the little red dots. So, nice. um, yeah. And then their like variation of color and pattern depends on where the snake lives. Um, so they have kind of, adapted and learned to blend into their environment um which means that's like why they shift from like the green end to the yellow end to having little red dots or um just like the way the lines are like positioned along their body interesting yeah and then all snakes are ectotherms which means that their body temperature is regulated by outside conditions Mm. so they can tolerate different temperatures um, but they are usually found basking in the sun um, to try and warm up their bodies because otherwise their temperature drops and then they die (laughs) their average temperature is 86 degrees fahrenheit so Mm -hmm. interesting yep yep so (laughs) cool yep are you (laughs) do you want to know where they live other than oregon Yes. Yes. Where do you think they live? Everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Um, everywhere much but everywhere. Antarctica. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's pretty much everywhere in North America and Canada. Oh. So I think I found different species in like Europe and Asia, but I didn't deep dive in it. Yeah. to it because i was specifically looking at the common garter snake yeah um and that one's specific to north america and canada okay uh, mm-hmm. well so europe and asia and africa and australia <laughs> i was like what are all the continents uh and south america <laughs> if you guys have common garter snakes let us know <laughs> yeah send us pictures well don't send us pictures because that means you're probably too close but <laughs> and at least they're not poisonous true true but their uh, bite sure probably still hurts yeah yeah <laughs> we'll talk about it oh oh <laughs> yeah they're not they're not as dangerous as most snakes or as people who are afraid of snakes think that they are yeah um 
they're just very common so people are very aware that they're there um, and usually they are like together especially if it's in a colder month anyways we'll talk about it um (laughs) i'm excited you can find them in north america and canada and they live in grasslands shrublands forests ponds streams rocky hillsides and residential areas they need food water and cover um, and places to bask in the sun in order to survive so you can find them um, very close to roads as well Uh, and then Many of them also live in residential areas because we've created structures to benefit snakes so they can live like under your house or under your porch or in your garage or um, places that they can kind of just snuggle up and hide. And they have been found in gardens, hence why they're associated with garden snakes. And then also they've been found in or around swimming pools because it's a body of water. In? Mm-hmm. interesting yes so and because then the the sidewalk and pavement around the pool is also really warm oh. so they're like yeah. warm and then i need to take a little swim yeah creepy you know yeah but okay so yeah uh guess what is ruining their habitats nicole humans yep because we're awesome it's always us <laughs> It's always our fault. We're always to blame. Yes. Uh, so humans have helped with habitat loss and altering the th- um, populations of snakes. They aren't um, endangered, but because we are constantly building and encroaching on their natural habitat, that's why they do uh, end up joining our residential areas and like you find them closer to your homes and in your gardens. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, humans have They're on not average fully being evicted. They're just becoming yeah. homeless on our yards. <laughs> yes, they find new homes, and usually humans don't like that yeah. because they're scared, and that's where the misunderstanding of snakes comes in. Sad little so misunderstood little guys. Yeah, uh, domestic cats and dogs. Both of which were your guesses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, also attack snakes along oh. with our lawnmowers and weed whackers and vehicles. Oh, yeah. lawnmowers and weed whackers. That's got to be brutal and so sad. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just like slithering around and then all of a sudden it's like. Nope. 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 Oh, <laughs> yeah. Especially like little baby snakes. I feel oh. like it would be really sad. Yeah. So, most snake deaths are caused by vehicles because snakes are drawn to the warmth of the pavement, mm. and so they sun themselves, and then they get run over because yeah. they can't get out of the way fast enough, and they're sometimes they're just taking a good old nap, and yeah, yeah. they just never wake up. So, <sighs> yeah. They are not dangerous to humans, though. They have venom, but it's extremely mild. Mm. My note says milk, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed (laughs) to say mild. It's extreme milky. Uh, I mean, for people who are lactose intolerant. (laughs) I'm sure that's terrible. I can't handle that snake. (laughs) Uh, It's going to shoot me up with milk. Milk venom. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Their venom is used to subdue and capture prey. So it's not 
um, unless you have an allergic reaction to the snake, yeah. uh, you won't necessarily get harmed by a common garter snake. It will be painful and you should wash it, but you aren't going to go into like sudden death. Like if you got stung by a box jellyfish. Ah, uh, more so. dangerous. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. It's more like uh, a bee sting if you're not allergic. Right, right. Gotcha. Not that I say you should play with them. You should definitely just let them live their <laughs> own lives. Respect the wild. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. What do you think snakes do during the day? What do you think these little slithery, suspecting, suspecting. serpents are up to? <laughs> suspecting serpents. Uh, are they suspicious? suspicious? That's, what I was to, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> what are these little suspicious slithering snakes up to um other than sunbathing on dangerous roads <laughs> maybe yeah. just sleeping in the grass and looking for food <laughs> pretty much uh cool. so we talk about nocturnal animals right? Oh, right, right and how they're awake at night so snakes are usually diurnal which means they're active during the day mm. which is cool they're not the up in those nocturnal, nocturnal times no they are up during them daytimes up during those sunny hours <laughs> yeah like most humans mm-hmm. most <laughs> not us <laughs> yeah uh, uh, so during the summer they are more active during their mornings and evenings because the it just like us it gets a little too hot during like those high peak times yeah so they're also too hot um, ah. so they'll just kind of like chill out during those times and sleep it off I mean, but i get during... sleepy in the in the hot the heat makes me, me tired in the in the hot i get sleepy in the hot <laughs> <laughs> What do you do in the cold, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> Moving uh, on. I've got no clever uh, answer. <laughs> I try to get I warm. Get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get to the hot. <laughs> I try to get to the hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. Uh, all right. So Hot. during the winter, <laughs> snakes will hibernate. Oh yes. Yeah. So they don't just all like disappear and die. Uh, you don't find snake carcasses just like everywhere. That's uh, nice. What they do is they hibernate, and they can be found in large groups with hundreds of garter snakes, sometimes found together. That's really. And creepy. sometimes even other snake species will be found in there too. So yeah, Still they creepy. all just huddle for warmth so like if you ever see a swarm of snakes in like, <laughs> an area which happens it's a terrible um, terrible image yeah uh it reminds me of like fear factor did you ever watch fear mm, factor yeah, yeah yeah like those kind of tanks just full of snakes yeah that's kind of what it looks like um it's usually because it's cold and they're hibernating and they're just waiting for summer so you should get a professional and you should not go in there yourself 
Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what the Giant one den cuddle party? That's gross. Yeah, it's not as cuddly as if a bunch of red pandas just got together <laughs> and were like snuggling and napping. Yeah, it's kind of more of a social event. See what I did there? Uh, I see. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Are we just gonna like have to pronounce our S's and sounds during this whole episode? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine if we just put all of the S's sounds together and figured out how much of that time our podcast was dedicated to the S noise? <laughs> I'd have to be real oh. bored to do that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Just making my job longer. <laughs> harder. Um, harder. <laughs> longer like a snake. <laughs> I was thinking like it would make take me longer to do it. But <laughs> oh, man. It would. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, oh, a den found in Canada was recorded to have more than 8,000 snakes oh. hibernating in it. No. So that's your idea of like how many snakes could be in a space. No, I don't space. like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Yep. No, thank you. Uh, so. So. <laughs> so. What do you think these snakes eat? What do most snakes eat? Rabbits. <laughs> Mice. True. Rats. True. rodents birds yes. yes so the because our snakes are a little smaller they can't eat full oh, insects rodents. uh a little bigger like if they're found by water what else could they eat fish yes <laughs> oh okay so yep um our little snaky garter snake friends eat uh, frogs, toads, salamanders, fish, slugs, earthworms, leeches, and bird eggs. Um, mm. I didn't find any stories about them eating whole birds, but it's kind of in that same sphere of eating. Uh, I think the bigger the snake, the bigger the prey, which is scary. And I think we would have to do different research on a different snake to figure that out. The bigger the snake, the bigger the snack. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's terrifying. That's also very disgusting sounding. <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> Out of context. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, Especially with mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> These snakes eat uh, and find their prey by using smell and sight. So the, one of the misunderstandings of snakes is that they don't have very good eyesight. Um, what these snakes do have is that they have short range vision, which helps mm -hmm. them locate and strike their prey. It's not necessarily like they can see long distances. Um, they can't. Yeah. So 
they can see basically like far enough for them to cross the road but not always make it to the other side gotcha <laughs> like a chicken <laughs> yep 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 so <laughs> so uh they do use their tongue to sniff out their prey so basically uh the the tongue is like they're active so they're whenever so they're weird like, they're just sniffing. They're just using their yeah. nose, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Mm-hmm. The saliva of some of the common garter snakes can also produce a mild neurotoxin, which causes paralysis, which is just paralyzing their prey. Um, and then they can't move. And then it makes the prey small or the small prey easier to swallow. So that's where if they were eating like whole bird eggs or like bigger fish or bigger frogs they could do that and that would help them eat mm-hmm. and then snakes also swallow their prey whole right so they don't chew right uh so what happens is that they literally detach their jaw which lets them open it twice as far as normal and then their teeth go backwards facing mm-hmm. um, which helps push their food down their throat which so i didn't know weird. i thought that was interesting so mm-hmm. weird. I didn't yep. realize that their teeth faced backwards. I don't know if all snakes do that, but the the garter snake did. And like they so. detach their jaw to open their mouth wider. Can you imagine if humans could detach their jaw so that they could take bigger bites? <laughs> do you know how annoying that would be? We with take like big enough bites as it is. We don't even right. I don't even chew enough. <laughs> Yeah, some people, exactly, some people literally choke on their food. Could you imagine if they were, like, dislocating their jaw so that they could take bigger bites of their food? Food eating contests, whole other strategy. It'd literally be like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Disgusting. Yeah. Anyways... We'd still have to chew it, though. We're not snakes. We can just swallow our food whole. True. Huh. But still gross. But then you'd have to, like, reattach your jaw. Can you imagine being able to attach it. it and detach it, like, on command? So that would when, be so nice so when you're going to like the dentist. Instead of, like, a bike drop, you could just jaw drop. <laughs> 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 or, like, when people's, like, jaws do drop, it would just be like, Pah. Yeah. Like a cartoon when, like, they always, like, jaw drops and their tongue rolls yeah. out and they're always like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <ooga>. uh, <laughs> the little steam coming out their ears. And the big Ooh. hard eyes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That would be what society would be like if humans could attach and detach their jaws easy peasy. Yeah, if they could just detach their jaws, everything else would just fall into place and you'd see people walking around with big old hard eyes. <laughs> Instead of like just wolf whistles be like, I got hard eyes today, I got a couple of jaw drops. Like... <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Someone steamed at me. That sounds like an anger thing. I'm steamed at you. (laughs) Instead of like angry, it's like a mild anger. I'm steamed. 
<laughs> I'm steamed I'm at steam. you. But then it could also be a not angry thing. It's like, ooh, I'm steamy for you. <laughs> yeah, right. So I guess it just depends on context. <laughs> context. Weird. Oh. Instead of I'm peeved, I'm steamed. <laughs> I'm steamed. <laughs> oh, Only man. if this was a cartoon world. <laughs> yeah, true. It wouldn't work otherwise. Okay. Can you imagine though if people did have those abilities as cartoons? Like especially when we go running and like the like feet that like are just like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Just little circles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just blurs. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> because these snakes so. eat all of these things mm. that are yeah instead of saying um all the time i'll just start saying so we actually have been doing that <laughs> that's hilarious we've changed our ums to more like so okay like and <laughs> well, that's good i'm glad it's not the same thing all the time anymore. yes <laughs> we've changed it to new things we're evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evolution. Snakes haven't evolved. They haven't grown little arms. <laughs> no, but they've detached their jaws. <laughs> the snakes that detach their jaws hunt on land in ponds and in slow-moving creeks and rivers. <laughs> I just got the image of a snake with little arms. <laughs> Well, it kind of just looked like a little salamander. I know, but I imagine but longer. it like way creepier. Like a gator. Like a little dragon? Oh, that would be creepy. Because I feel like if one snake did it, all snakes would. So imagine like boa constrictors or anacondas that now have little arms and hands and you're like, ah! Oh my gosh. Can you or imagine they if a little like... anaconda had arms? Would it only oh, have just... four? <laughs> and then, like, the rest its of its belly stomach is, is just, like, just... <laughs> And it's basically, like, walking on its fingertips. Would yeah. it just, like, only have, like, little... <laughs> I now imagine it instead of, like, full arms or, like, gator legs, you know? I imagine it with, like, just hands. So it's, like... <laughs> uh, like, it's... You just were to stick gloves, like little baby gloves, next to a snake. That's like what it would be like with little hands. Oh my gosh. This it's is like, so weird. It would be hilarious. So now it went from creepy uh, to cute and funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Yep. <laughs> so. What do you think snakes get eaten by? Uh, or at least these snakes. Birds? Because they're tiny. Yes. And other snakes, maybe? Yes. Okay. So they're both correct. That's all I got. Um, cool. There's a lot of stuff in between. Those were literally the first and last things on my list. <laughs> so I'll tell yes! you everything in the middle. Give me the sandwich. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they get eaten by the birds. The birds um, and the bees. And, and then they get skunks, raccoons, oh, possums, badgers. Coyotes, foxes, weasels, blue, great blue herons, raptors, and other snakes. Oh, skunks. So. I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's interesting. Well, yeah. 
skunks and raccoons and possums was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's because these snakes are so small. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, Badgers oh make the sense. last thing on the list was even some chickens have been oh, found to oh, eat these snakes. That's weird. So, I mean, if they're in well, their they're garden. Like bigger worms. Their... <laughs> A lot bigger worms. <laughs> so, in order to escape all of these creatures, they hide... Um, they also hide because of weather conditions or because they're giving birth or they're sleeping or they're hibernating. So they'll hide in burrows, small animal holes, brush piles, rock piles, crevices, logs, or in deep tree bark gaps. Hmm. So if like a tree is in half and they like slither their way up in there. Um, sounds weird. Mm -hmm. Garter snakes are non-venomous again, so they are harmless to humans and other sites noted that uh based on where i was looking that their bite can cause minor swelling so that's where it's like a minor allergic reaction um but if disturbed or if you see a garter snake the biggest recommendation is that the garter snake will be trying to escape so it might strike to get away or bite if it's cornered mm -hmm. but your best guess is to just kind of like back up let it do its thing and it'll go on its way um and just kind of like try and go around it if it's in your home, make sure you get somebody who is specialized in taking care of snakes to come in and get it out. So, are you ready to hear about their spicy dating life? Yes. <laughs> They're very sexy snakes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, so, garter snakes mate in the spring after long winter of hibernation the females will give off uh, pheromones to attract males and then dozens of males will come to one female which is why sometimes homeowners or like people who find those like clumps of snakes will find them it's because they're mating uh, but it doesn't mean that that all of those snakes live within like your yard or your radius it's because they've been sniffing out this woman's smell and they're like ooh and then they all come together and then they all disperse again they've uh, been sniffing out this woman's smell <laughs> <laughs> that sentence <laughs> well <laughs> yep <laughs> I'm sticking to it well those snakes are certainly sticking to it <laughs> they're sniffing it out with their tongues. Ooh. Oh, Anyways, I'm moving on. That got real gross. We're just gonna hop on this boat. Remember, you were talking about your or orgies. <laughs> I almost said Oreos. Um, <laughs> I almost thought you were gonna say odors. <laughs> nope. We're gonna talk about Oreos. your your or orgy joke <laughs> at the beginning. Right. 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 <laughs> so, snake orgies are called mating balls. Mm. And it's just a mass of snakes trying to mate with usually one female. Uh, so the Poor girl. Males, yeah. So they'll all come together and they'll, like, gather around this female. Some males will use, like, a trickery uh, and they'll try and confuse their competition. So they'll try and confuse other males. So they'll make a female hormone scent to lure, lure the, other fe or the other males away from the female. Interesting. And then once all those males have been lured to this other area and made their own 
mating ball essentially without a female in there <laughs> that male will escape and he That's will go so to funny. the female and try and mate with her that is so yep. funny mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah and then all Can other imagine snakes if so we you talked did that about and snakes had amnesia so they don't even realize that they just <laughs> oh man uh so we talked about there's four different types of garter snakes in Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. All other snakes in Oregon lay eggs to protect uh, in protected areas where the eggs will receive enough external heat to hatch. So that's how most snakes lay their eggs, right? Or some snakes lay their eggs. The other way is to not lay eggs, but to literally give birth to live young with their eggs in their bodies. So, um, garter snakes, rubber boas, and western rattlesnakes will do this. So, they won't lay eggs. And it's giving birth to live young. And uh, garter snakes do this between July and September. Um, And then it's called ovovivip auroras. (laughs) Ovovivip auroras. It was ridiculous. Anyways. Yeah. Um. And what they do is they retain the eggs in their body until they're hatched. And then they'll, like, slither out. Yeah. But it was interesting because most snakes you think of, like, just laying eggs and then they're just, like, hatching. Yeah. But the snakes carry around their babies. Um, I mean, that's cool. That's it's really cool, cool until you find out how many snakes they can have. Yeah. Which is between three and 80. Oh, oh. That's quite a gap. And that's just the garter snake? Mm-hmm. Between three and 80. Yeah, can you imagine 80 little baby snakes crawling out of this big uh, mama garter snake mouth? It's not even crawling. It's mouth. slithering its way yeah, out. Literally just like no i don't like it yep so, <laughs> i don't like that there's image. that ew that's why i was trying but to cool life birth good for you mm-hmm. what do they do with the eggs do I they just they like just decompose in their i mean because they don't lay them so these eggs yeah. like basically are they hard or are they soft i think they're soft because that most, would make more sense snake eggs are soft Oh, and they've got to be like tiny. Oh, that's also true. You know. Huh. So. Weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. But cool. After baby snakes, yeah. After baby snakes hatch, they kind of just fend for themselves. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah. Uh, they grow pretty fast, and then they are ready to get sexy and sassy <laughs> and do it all over again in two to three years. So. It's a decent time. They live to be about 10 to 18 years in captivity, but we don't really know how long they live out in the wild because we don't, we can't really like attach a little collar to them and be like, oh, God, really because they grow. Yeah. yeah. And then they slither out of their little tags. Um, but because they can produce <laughs> three to 80 young per litter, and then they get together in these big old mating balls, uh, the IUCN ranks garter snakes as least concern 
um, and there's probably about one million adults in the wild. Wow, it's a decent yep. amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in San or lists specifically the San Francisco garter snake as endangered because of their threatened habitat loss mm. and over collection. So people will collect them. Um, Interesting. And then there would be less in the have. wild. Well, it's because of the next question I'm going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> Do you think you can own this little fella as a pet? I want to say yes, but no. No? Um, the answer is yes. Okay. So garter snakes do actually make really good first snake pets from what I found and researched. Um, I never personally wanted to own a snake, but if you want to, (laughs) for any of our listeners out there, um, they apparently make really good first snake pets for families with elementary school children and older, uh, they didn't recommend any child younger than that. And it's because that they're active during the day. They don't constrict and they don't get very big. Mm-hmm. So because they're relatively small on the scale of <laughs> on the scale of snakes, uh, anacondas being like yeah. the big one, um, you don't really <laughs> want your child holding that. So you could get them a little garter snake instead that won't kill them or yeah. eat them. Yeah, uh, and so children can fit them in the sides in the size of their hands, and they have pretty small hands. I don't yeah. know if you've looked at your child hand recently, but <laughs> they're kind of small. He has very small hands. And as long as they don't squeeze them and are supervised, garter snakes are relatively safe for children, uh, and they're actually really affordable. So you can find them for about ten dollars at like large pet expos. Mm. So that also helps because you're not spending a lot of money on the snake that your child may or may not crush. <laughs> so True. There's that. Real kids sometimes forget how to be gentle. Mm-hmm. They are, however, illegal to take from their natural habitat. So you wouldn't want to go and be like, oh, look, I found a garter snake in my yard. I'm going to bring it inside and make it my pet. No, because wild snakes are uh, illegal in most states to take out of their natural habitat and they tend to be more aggressive and have yeah. more medical problems. Yeah. So if you get a captive bred snake or something that you got from the pet store, you're going to have to take it to the vet a little less, which is also more affordable for you in the long term. Yeah. Um, yep. It's like a feral cat versus a mm-hmm. stray cat. <laughs> exactly. So you can find garter snakes at rescue organizations pet stores and breeders so they're very common to find they're not only common in the wild but they're common to find as house pets and you just need to make sure that you do your research in advance so i did a little research for you in case you really wanted to like <gasps> get one the of these pet pets for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so what you would need in order to have a little common garter snake as your friend, <laughs> maybe he could eat all my ants. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't eat ants. I asked like my husband if I could get an ant eater. <laughs> or an aardvark. <laughs> yeah. Or a, a... Pangolin? Pangolin. Or an mm-hmm. aardwolf. No, those yes. are termites. Those are termites, though. Mm. I hope my ants don't turn into termites. 
No, at that point, it's not your problem. It's the apartment complex's problem. (laughs) I'll be done. I'll leave. Anyways, is a common garter snake the right fit for you? So what would you need, what you would need in order to have this little snake friend slithering around? I was trying to add more S's. Um, Is you would need a 30 to 50 gallon aquarium with a tight fitting lid because they are escape artists. Uh, You need a shallow bowl of water or water large enough for them to soak in or stay hydrated um, with. And then you need a heat mat so that they can stay warm. Or you can do an over-the-tank heat bulb. You'd need a wooden or plastic box to hide in. So all of this stuff would go into the aquarium. um, Except for the heat bulb you could also like put on top or put underneath the tank. And then you'd need rocks so that it could rub on and promote shedding because that's how they grow is they have to shed their skin. Um, and then you need paper bedding because it's easy for them to hide in. But also I thought that was, was interesting. It's digestible if it's eaten. Nice. So in case your little snake decided to get hungry, um, it wouldn't get nice. sick off of eating its bedding. And then you do have to clean the tank daily and give it fresh water. And then the temperature is really what you're looking for when you're taking care of snakes. For the common garter snake, I found that you have to maintain a high temperature of 80 degrees and no lower than 70 degrees, and that's in Fahrenheit. Um, In order to do that, you're going to need special light bulbs, and then you're also going to need something to feed your snake with, which is going to be fed frozen or thawed rodents, earthworms, feeder fish, frogs, or toads every 7 to 10 days. You can't feed it live stuff because it could possibly attack your snake and then your snake will die and then you'll have a pet frog instead which i thought was interesting (laughs) that is interesting i guess feeder fish though you could you could have dead yeah i feel like feeder fish would be easier yeah but uh yeah everything else it recommended having frozen or thawed so gross maybe you should get a separate freezer as well for your snake food <laughs> just gonna so throw nobody that accidentally eats the toad or the rat i'm reaching for my ice cream and i accidentally ah! grabbed like a, a thing of earthworms <laughs> better earthworms than a mouse or a toad i suppose i don't think any of them would be a good replacement for my ice cream though no but if I accidentally grabbed one and had to eat it, I would rather grab and eat either the feeder fish or the earthworms. True. <laughs> would you rather? Bony. <laughs> would you rather eat a toad or an earthworm? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's all of my surface level uh, research about if the common garter snake is a good fit for you. Obviously, oh. listeners, if you're looking for it to get... Your own pet, because Nicole and I don't want a snake. <laughs> no. You should do more research than what we just did. <laughs> yes. And if you okay. really do want a snake, but you're not sure, obviously garter snakes are a great first option to figure it out. True. And if you find that you can't take care of it anymore, it's not a good fit, you can always take it back to the pet store. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've given... My lizard back to the pet store after so many years, and I also gave my turtle to a pet store when I couldn't take care of it anymore, so that way he could have a happier home. Nice. Because they know how you to take care of You didn't just release it no. into the wild? No. 
No, and I didn't just let it die. Good. Those are both really bad options. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> so. I may okay. not have wanted them, but I still loved them. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to love these famous garter snakes? Yes. Okay. So we're going to start with, uh, there's a place in Canada, it's called Narcissi Snake Dens, and you can tour the dens, and it's a wildlife management area that is home to tens of thousands of red-sided garter snakes, which are different than the common garter snake that we were talking about. It's just like a different species, and it's because of its location, Um, but what these snakes do is they will go to these dens, and they will hibernate, and there's just like thousands of them. Um, and they can do tours. They're not currently doing tours because of COVID, um, but <laughs> you can do tours when they reopen. So yeah, I thought that was you. interesting. Um, yeah, not for me, but mm-hmm. for somebody, maybe. Yeah. Those snake I think if my kids wanted to do it when I was older, I would do it. But my own mm-hmm. choice, I was like, nah, I'd rather go to a kangaroo farm. <laughs> there you go. I'd rather go to the kangaroo farm. Mm-hmm so okay snakes have also been in lots of movies yeah do you have any ideas of where we might have found these snakes garter snakes Mm -hmm. specifically garter snakes not anacondas yeah there's the movie anaconda which is the only reason i knew about the mating ball (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh man i don't know i feel like just common they're just there i don't know mm-hmm. yeah um so there's uh we're gonna start with the obvious one it's snakes on a train not snakes on a plane i think it's snakes on a train what is that like a spoof no it, it's a real movie it's um i had to double check that i didn't just read like not type that correctly so it's snakes on a train it's from 2006 and it's kind of like snakes on a plane i don't mm-hmm. i haven't seen it i haven't seen snakes on a plane either sorry guys but uh, snakes on a train seems like it would be the exact same just on a train and not on a plane <laughs> less dangerous i suppose <laughs> yeah maybe uh so basically various snakes were included in this film you can't just yeah. land a plane True. I guess it would be scarier for snakes to, like, fall out of the sky. I mean, they would just die on impact. I hope so. But they Uh, might hurt really bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, snakes snakes on a train. 2006. They're in that, like, were they supposed to pretend to be a different type of snake? Or were they... No, so... they're not poisonous. No, what I found is that they just used a bunch of snakes. Oh, okay, okay. Um, So they used several different kinds, including live garter snakes. And I think one of the reasons why garter snakes are used in movies, at least what I, based on the research that I found, is because they're so abundant and they, you can get a lot of them and they take up a lot of space. So it makes it seem, because of yeah. their stripes on their side and the way that they, um, our, our appearances when they're in yeah. a mass group it makes it seem like there's more than there are yeah and they're uh, probably less dangerous to have a bunch of just randomly by a bunch of people like indiana yeah. jones 
that's the next movie. Yeah. So Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989, which I didn't realize was so old. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. 1989. Dang. Um, Before I was born. I know. (sighs) I don't feel like it was. I feel like it was younger than that, though. You know, like. Mm. Anyways. Uh, so the last crusade during the pursuit aboard the circus train, um, the and towards the beginning of the film, uh, young Indy falls into one of the train cars, um, called the House of Reptiles, which he falls into the snake-like pile, right? Um, and then opens one of the crates, and there's hundreds of garter snakes. Um, from my research, there were a ca- estimated count of thousands of them used in the film, and then within that like i think like two years of film time not that they were working on that film for two years i don't know how long they were working on the film for but within that time frame common garter snakes were actually being imported into places and so they had to like put out a bolo like be like no you can't you have to stop importing garter snakes because they were getting taken out of the wild Uh... so that people could have them um so it ended up like changing like laws about garter snakes That's so interesting um but yeah so they used <laughs> thousands of snakes and they were live some of them were live um one of the websites i did read uh is that they might have been mixed in with fake ones so that it appeared that there were more um but nice yeah so and then in 2011 um we bought a zoo came out mm. and it's with scarlett johansson um, yeah, and she handles and captures a wide assortment of snakes that can be seen in this uh, and escape from a shipping crate um, that recently arrived at the zoo. And m- some of those snakes included garter snakes, which was cool. Nice. And then Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Honestly, I haven't. But I know uh, about it. Okay. I've heard uh, a lot about there- it. Yeah, there's a scene where Pee-wee has to handle a terrarium full of garter snakes from a pet store, nice. and he's very reluctant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, cute, yeah. though. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so those are, those are the main movies that I found specifically garter snakes in, which nice. I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really long list of snakes in movies and why they're in movies and yeah. stuff like that, so... And then story-wise, there were lots of stories of people being afraid of snakes and people finding snakes in their yards and people finding snakes in their houses and, like, all of the, like, real-life stories. Yeah. Um, so it kind of made it a little harder for me to find, like, myths or legends. Yeah. But I did find that some tribes think that garter snakes are symbols of jealousy or dishonesty. Um, mm. So when a snake crosses your path, it means that you're jealous or that you've been denied dishonest or like you're not telling the truth interesting um, and that they've also symbolized water because they are usually found near water which makes sense um and then the arapaho indians uh have garter snakes associated with the sun dance and are represented in hoop in a hoop on the tribe's sacred medicine wheel so that's kind of cool and that's like i don't know I thought it was cool. Um, nice. So it was easier to, f- er, it was easier to find stories about people like being scared of snakes and finding snakes in their backyard. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. 
I have so. a story with a garter snake. Maybe it was a garden yeah? snake. I don't know. I feel like it was a garter snake. Cause it was kind of blackish with like a stripe, like a yellowish stripe on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, uh, at Rootbridge Road Park, um, when I was 10-ish years old, I don't know, we were walking and my sister found one and picked it up. And I was like, I want to touch it. And then she like put it down or whatever. And so then I wanted to hold it. So I went and I picked it up. But I picked it up by its tail and it like uh-huh. reached up and bit my finger. And I was oh like, my God. ah! <laughs> that is my story. Well, good thing they're not ven- venomous. Right. If it were, I'm sure my parents would both be like, don't you touch it. But yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. it's just a garter snake. You know, it's like, it's oh, whatever. And I was like, I want to pick it up. And so I was picking it up and everything. <laughs> And then it bit me. Uh, and I was like, great. well, you messed with nature. <laughs> true, true. You should tape up that story and then you can put it out into the world. And then maybe somebody else who's looking for garter snake stories can find it. I got bit by a snake when I was 10 because I picked it up. <laughs> and that's what most of the stories were, though. It's like people with personal like stories about snakes. But I don't know. I wasn't about to read every single person yeah. who's ever interacted Unless with this Unless they're snake. like a really funny story. <laughs> yeah. So, but so. listeners, if you guys have really funny or just in general a story about your experience with a snake, please send it our way or any animal and then maybe we'll do like mini sods in the future of us just sharing your animal stories. Oh, that would be cool. That yeah. would be super fun. <laughs> yeah. And if it's not about a garter snake, maybe it is about an anaconda. Maybe Ooh. you were in the movie Anaconda. Um, then when we get to anacondas, we could talk about you. Yep. So, Or just a mini-sode. Yeah. Any animal. So. You can share your stories if they're funny. Like <laughs> Only if they're funny. A giraffe not if stole my apple from my lunch when I was visiting the zoo. I don't know. <laughs> That's really specific. I got kissed by a sea lion. A penguin. There you go. (laughs) I don't know. Something weird or random or something like really exciting story that you have. Like, I got to swim with a dolphin. (laughs) That would be cool. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear your stories. Yes. Send us your stories. Send us your stories. Cool. You ready for a lightning round? (gasps) Yes. Okay. I like that one. The little one. The little snake. Yeah. Sounds like it's sneezing. What does a snake sound like when it sneezes? I think it has to be more. Okay. Lightning round. <laughs> uh, garter snakes is the state reptile of Massachusetts. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Not all states have state reptiles, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I was about to ask. Which I, I like, also had to learn about. <laughs> yeah. What is our state reptile? <laughs> I don't know. That's but, cool, though, that they have mm-hmm. a state reptile. Yeah. Uh, when captured, common garter snakes often release a repulsive order, kind of like a skunk. So that's another reason why you shouldn't catch them in the wild. It's because they'll probably skunk you out. <laughs> they'll stink you skunk. out. Skunk. <laughs> stink. 
uh, garter saliva seems to be toxic to amphibians and other small animals. Um, and it can also produce the swelling in people. So that's uh, what we talked about is that it can cause an allergic reaction, but it can also cause paralysis in animals. Um, And then last one is that common garters can eat newts and other toxic and are toxic to other animals. So newts are sometimes toxic to other animals, but garters are one of those animals that can eat them. That makes sense. So cool. Yes, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Cool. Yep, yep. That's the garter snake. I like Stay safe. Safe? Yeah. Keep those snakes safe. Leave them in their safe place. Slytherin. Or Gryffindor. Hufflepuff. I am a Slytherin, which I think is funny. I am a Gryffindor. Nice. I feel like I should be a Hufflepuff, but I'm a Gryffindor. Mm. Stay sneaky. (laughs) You Slytherin, you. Yeah. (laughs) That was only slightly evil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I like it. Garter snakes, misunderstood yes. little creatures, just need yes. our distanced love. Then they can just keep slithering. Just keep <laughs> slithering. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, animal fact lovers, we're gonna slither on out of here. <laughs> See you See next ya. time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! Even animal fact that has nothing to do with common garter snakes. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm looking up what this word means real quick. Is it ophidiophobia? Okay. <laughs> no, definitely that was not. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. It's crazy. Okay. My fact is actually about a shark. Ooh. Specifically, the cookie cutter shark. (gasps) Does it have cookies?
<laughs> I wish. It's actually pretty small. It's not like a very large shark. Um, but its name, cookie cutter shark, is kind of misleading because its bites are actually conical. Conical? Which means that they have the shape of a cone. So huh. they're like, they should really be called the ice cream scoop shark. <laughs> But the original <laughs> fact that I saw was that they have the largest teeth of any shark, but they're really small, so I'm curious if it's just, like, proportion-wise they have the largest teeth. But I couldn't find anything specific on their teeth that, like, would back that information up. Hmm. But I did find that a fact about their teeth is that they lose their bottom row of triangular teeth um, as a unit. But then they ingest them for calcium. Hmm. 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 Sorry. So they eat their own teeth for calcium. Interesting. As they lose them. But the weirdest thing is that their bite isn't just like a bite. It's like a cone shape. So it's like basically these like holes will be missing out of fish. Because they're not big. They're pretty small. That's kind of terrifying. What is this called? The cookie cutter shark. Oh, that's so weird. Right? Sorry, I had to look up their bites. Right? Ugh, sharks are weird. Ugh. Sharks are weird. Alright, yep. Stop looking at those <laughs> pictures. But the more I was looking at them while I was trying to find that tooth fact, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, they're kind <laughs> of. They're really interesting. Creepy looking. A little bit. <laughs> I think it would have been funny, though, if they were called the Ice Cream Scoop Shark. I like that. I think that name would be. Much more appropriate. Yeah, they're not as cute as a cookie cutter. <laughs> uh, just, like, scoop a hole out of their prey. We their could teeth. make cookie cutter cookie sharks. Shark uh, cookies. Cookie cutter <laughs> shark cookies. Cookie cutter cookie cutter shark cookies? Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> And they could all have little holes taken out of them. Oh, no! <laughs> so, like, they bit each other while they were all being packaged together. Or we have, like, other fish with holes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Little divots. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's well, my fact. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah. You're welcome. 